Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Greetings and welcome to Political Pursuits, the podcast. I'm your host, Luann Anderson. I'm happy to be here today with my longtime buddy that we do lots of media mayhem together, Lynn Woolley. He, um, many of you know him from years of being um, locally here at KTEM in Temple. However, he is currently the host or, or co-host of Cardell and Woolley, which is heard on Talk 1370 AM in Austin, 7 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. He also has Planet Logic, a podcast, and he has a website, WB Daily, that keeps up on all the news and information going on, and I'm a contributor for that also. So we're happy to have Lynn here. As importantly, we are also joined today by Jeffrey Ware. Jeffrey is running for the Bell County Republican Party chair, which let's all remember that the uh, Election will be taking place on Tuesday, March 1st, which is rapidly approaching. Early voting will be starting on Monday, February 14th. So, Jeffrey, thank you for being here. Excited to have you. Tell me, I mean, I imagine you've been busy here these last few weeks on the campaign trail. We've got kind of a historic time going on here. What with where you're in a race, a two-man race, to replace Nancy Boston, who is retiring. Nancy has served admirably honorably and much appreciated as our county chair since 1990 so 32 years so we're going to have a a changing of the guard and um anyway it'll be an exciting time for republicans here in bell county so tell me about um you know look i guess let's start with the audience just give them a little bit about your background and you know what you've done your history and what's brought you to want to run for this position well i guess we'll go backwards with the with the questions there. So uh, I was asked to run for the the party chair, uh, individuals inside the county and individuals outside the county. And it's people that hadn't talked to each other. That's what was surprising me. And it was about seven months ago now. And I was like, this is a huge challenge. You know, Nancy Boston hadn't said anything about wanting to resign. She's been doing it for over 32 years. And very established, and that's not uh, an easy thing to take on um, if you're wanting to go up against establishment or uh, um, make, you know, approach a new way of doing things maybe or going back to the old ways, constitutional ways of uh, how I see things in Bell County and how I see things in my local community. So I ended up going to prayer, and after I went to prayer and put it in God's hands, because when you campaign— 
the, it's a local election. So a lot of people think about a national election approach of doing things, which is a lot of media and everything else. This is probably the best media in Bell County that we have is this podcast right here. And then having hosts like Lynn Woolley, who has a, a very uh, a self-interest too, being from Bell County and still in Bell County. So who is the best candidate out there and what is that future going to look like? And I can tell you from my experience running uh, as uh, against the city council, uh, supporting a mayor race for a city, uh, that experience in a local race of, you know, the things that I learned about it and what's the best messaging. And I know that uh, this station gets a better return in voters than Facebook will any day of the week. So my compliments to what you guys put together. Flattery will get you everywhere with us, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. with Lynn. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I want to bring I want to bring some truth to that. And uh, you know, again, uh, what's our foundation? Our our national constitution and our state constitution. And at the end of the day, you know, what is it that I'm bringing to the table? And what I'm bringing to the table is just that. What is what is the decision making that our incumbents and candidates bring into the table? Uh, not just talk the talk, but what do you actually do in walking there? Uh, for instance, myself, I've been a vice chair. I've been a precinct presiding judge for an election site, one of the two sites that uh, got a lot of media attention uh, when we uh, had that challenge with the ballots and everything before we came to the new process of doing um, voting at our precinct locations. And I worked as an election clerk before that. I think even more importantly, and, and I'm honored by, again, Nancy Boston's leadership in bringing the Republican Party to Bell County, is the, uh, the fact that uh, uh, I was asked to be on the ballot review board. And so when people talk about ethics and how uh, fair is our elections in Bell County, uh, as the presiding judge of the ballot review board, working very closely with our Democrat counterparts, uh, I'll stand up and say any day of the week that Bell County is the model for Texas on how to do a county-type election. Tell me, just kind of to help our, our audience who some people may not be as familiar with the party chair as others are, What what is the role of the Republican Party chair as you see it? Well, I'm going to talk about what I'm going to bring to the party as the party chair, and that is... The precinct chairs is the beginning of our elective process. So the party chairs are responsible in each of the counties for elections and then taking care of our candidates. And that's both the incumbent and those that are wanting to come up in, into the system. So much more education and providing information and training for those who really fear running for office um, and get past a lot of those perceptions and those uh, realities that aren't really there. They're more like ghosts. So it's kind of like that fear of voting. Uh, that's one of the things that I find in Bell County, that a lot of people don't vote because of maybe their allegiances or their bosses are part of the establishment. And that's a lot of pressure on individuals to get out there and put a sign in their yard and, and to challenge um, what they think is right. And then the second one is my vote doesn't count at the local level. Uh, it counts extremely so. If you go back to the founding of our Constitution, uh, New Jersey was by two votes. Uh, another state was by three votes. 
Uh, we had a school bond that was by one vote. Every vote counts. Taking that time and being involved. Uh, what I call um, Lynn is the Neighborhood Political Watch member. Every neighborhood should have a neighborhood watch. So you have a neighbor that's really close to the police department, maybe one that's close to the hospital, you know, one that knows everybody in the neighborhood and, you know, the one that's home all the time watching the traffic and you all work together to protect your neighborhood. That's, that's who's responsible for your policing of your neighborhood. Well, politics is the same thing. And so for my neighbors, I've kind of self-nominated and gotten a lot of support uh, signs in every yard all around me for more than nine square miles of neighbors that put signs out and support me, mentor me, and, and give me great advice because, uh, again, they work out work throughout the county, and so there's a lot of information that goes in and out of there. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, this is this is a county that's kind of split down the middle. We have the, the medical industrial side. Uh, Temple's a big transportation hub. Colleen's a military town, a little more transient. Uh, do you foresee uh, Bell County remaining as Republican as it has been? Uh, what will you do to keep it so, especially on the uh, west side of the county? So, like I said, there's two parts of, of the responsibilities of the county chair and that's for both parties the election process and then taking care of their candidates our county is moving more and more left and and that's society in general whether you're republican or democrat that's why we have what we call rhinos and that's why we have uh, individuals that are really democrats that have an r on the ballot and and that's that socialism that's gotten us our communist government that we have today I'm from the military community. I retired from the military. I still work for the government. And uh, yes, I'm on the east side. I actually live in the industrial park that wasn't disclosed to me. I bought land to pass on to my kids to uh, as a future generation in agricultural and uh, just that country life that Bell County um, used to be. If you look at what Colleen and Temple, which are your home rule cities, have this authority that in 2010, Austin gave them to eminent domain. So what are we eminent domaining for? Uh, we're, we're taking land to give it to somebody else, redistribution of wealth. So if you have people that are moving in here for that benefit, of course they're going to vote much more Democrat than they are Republican, or Republicans are going to start changing to stay in office if that's what they're really interested in instead of serving their community, which is what I'm looking at. And that's dropping everything that I have for the next two years to be the county chair for the Republican Party of Bell County. So, you know, certainly we have the Republican-Democrat divide, but as you mentioned, within the Republican Party, we have the traditional Republicans, kind of the country club establishment type. We have people who... We call rhinos, and some of us may not completely agree on who all of them are, but there's probably a pretty good bulk that we'd all pretty much agree with. You know, and then you have people that are more like the MAGA, the American First um, movement that has, has certainly come of come, come into being during the time frame when Donald Trump has been on the national stage as he is. So we have those internal divides. Do you have any thoughts on 
how do you try and bridge those divides? Or is that something that you think in the party as a party chair that that is um, some bridges that need to be kind of strengthened up better? Well, you know, slogans go a long ways. You know, when I was in the military, it was be all you can be. Uh, let's go branded. You know, if we can't unite behind protecting our Constitution, which protects us, which is founded on the Bible, which when you work with the Constitution, that's what created the different constitutions throughout the states and territories that we have that we call the United States of America. And Texas has a very strong Constitution, uh, not only because, number one, it was a state of Mexico at one time and then became independent and then finally petitioned and succeeded to get in as a state. And then, unfortunately, by another close vote, ended up in a civil war situation. So we're going to unite if we believe in two things, which I believe in, and that is in Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the Bible has a lot of answers in it. The Ten Commandments solve a lot of problems when it comes to stealing or coveting other people's property. So our constitutions also have those guarantees. Uh, let's go Brandon's targeting me because, again, I work for the government and uh, haven't produced any documentation that I've taken a shot. And that um, they're going to make a determination on my future based on a mandate. And two options of whether I, I do a religious exemption or I do a medical exemption. Well, if we go back to the Constitution, since when do we determine an individual's freedom on determining whether or not what is my basis of religion, which is our state is not supposed to establish a religion, which is exactly what we're doing if we do a religious mandate, if you do any, any actions with that document. And then a medical exemption. Well, we just undermined our whole community um, and our professionalism by dictating that I got to prove that I shouldn't take the shot when the shot's experimental, and regardless of whether you change definitions and call it a vaccine and change definitions and say that this is uh, approved by a certain organization, at the end of the day, it's still experimental, will continue to be experimental. And if we can't unite behind the truth and use the right words, uh, we're going to have a challenge uniting inside the party. That is correct. What I think I hear you saying is that the Republican Party, at least nationally, uh, maybe some in the state and maybe here in Bell County, has strayed a little bit from the Constitution. So as county chairman, if you happen to be elected, is this going to be a big push for you when people come to you and say, hey, I'd like to run for this office or that office? Uh, maybe to try to, to, to steer more people into office who are strict constructionists of the Constitution. Well, I want to thank our, our two very strong organizations that we have in Bell County, and that's the Republican Women, and we have two two groups, the Slato Area Republican Women and the Central Texas Republican Women, and then the Tea Party. And the Republican Women and the Tea Party both have a lot of the similar in-state uh, goals, just a different way of doing it. It's the same thing with the party chair is bringing those together inside of that construction. That's one thing that we don't have right now is the, the county process of educating everyone in, in Bell County on how these conventions work. We, you see in the news about the national conventions and the excitement about national conventions and so forth, but people would be surprised to know 
it gets just as exciting at the precinct level and at the county level. And it gets just as emotional, and it's even more personal because we live right next door to each other on these very things that we're talking about of constitutional items, and why are we not following the Constitution? So certainly as as party chair, you would look to to bring all of those different factions in to have them all participate in a vibrant, robust dialogue about how the party moves forward. Now, something else I think we have going on here is besides those kind of, you know, sub-ideological factions that you have in the party, a lot of times you'd hear things, oh, you know, it's only the older people that go and vote. And so we need younger voters. We need, we need to have new blood coming in from that standpoint. What are your thoughts there? Because certainly, uh, you know, yes, sometimes you have younger voters, you know, um, get behind a Barack Obama or a Bernie Sanders, you know, that may be kind of candidate driven. But right now, if there was ever a time when economics was going to be driving people to get interested in politics, I don't know how it is now, especially with younger people, considering that, you know, the people that are being hardest hurt by these escalating gas prices, escalating food prices, it's largely going to be people in middle to lower incomes and a lot of younger people who are starting out, they may fall into that category. So what are your thoughts about, you know, bringing that group in also to the party, to, you know, both looking at from a candidate standpoint and as voters? Uh, one of the things I recommend is, uh, and that I'll do, is is what the Democrats have already been doing, and that's the local elections. And that's, that's age immaterial. That's what's driving your pocketbook. What are those taxing authorities out there? The schools, the, the water, the cities, the uh, temple bioscience, uh, the, the water. I already said water. but The college. The college, thank you. Yes. So all those things have a direct impact on your wallet. But what people don't understand is how, how do you push back? How do you make that change? You keep thinking it's national. And it's uh, the debt that's being driven by this administration of trillions of dollars and everything else. Well, where's the state at in saying no? Where's the city at in saying no? And why is it so important for the city to say no? Because a lot of these dollars come back. A lot of the growth that we see right now in Bell County are still coming from the Obama administration. A lot of this growth that uh, is tied to eminent domain, this this growth of I-14 that goes from one end of the street to the other end of the street that's eventually going to be tied to coast to coast. But that's all being driven from liberal-type dollars instead of investors and uh, people who are who believe in our government. And if you believe in our government, you're going to pull your wallet out and you're going to invest in that. But everything that we're talking about at our level, these taxing authorities and the parties is all volunteer that that means I'm pulling out my wallet to do everything that I'm doing for the most part. And that goes for the precinct chairs. Your precinct chairs are where, you know, those voting locations that you may not be aware of, but they also fall within your school districts, your, your college school, school districts of taxing authorities. And these people, when they go to a meeting, they represent voters. So they're, they're heard a little bit more. When you go to a school board meeting and there's a particular issue that got your interest and, and you go to to give your three-minute brief at the beginning or a city meeting that to, to do the same thing, 
Once you go to those events, those decisions are already made. How do we get in there earlier? As the county chair, I'm going to be sharing information. My campaign slogan is information and fairness. And that's what people lack is the process of doing it, which is what you're asking me, Lynn, is that there's a deliberate process that's got to be communicated so people understand how that works so you can get in there early enough to make a difference. And then the fairness part is, again, when are those elections? A lot of people will say after the fact that I didn't even know there was an election for the school board. You know, that's a very interesting thing you bring up there is is information. If you're a Democrat in Bell County or anywhere else, you're wanting long, early voting periods. You're wanting much more male voting, uh, not M-A-L-E, but M-A-I-L type voting. You're wanting people to be automatically registered to vote. And then you go out and you ballot harvest. But they do everything on their side that is humanly possible and sometimes inhumanly possible to get votes. They don't seem to care how they get the votes, but they are going to get the votes. And I've always wondered, if the Republicans took a page from their book, not to do it illegally, but to have buses take people to the polls on Election Day or or during early voting and do some of the things that they do to mitigate that advantage that they have, because to them, this is not politics, this is war. And to us, this is an election. They see it as life or death, and they pull out every stop that there is. So that boils down to the question, what can we do to get conservative people to the polls that we haven't been doing? Believe that your vote counts. Your your vote makes a difference. Individual responsibility is what the Lord created us to have, our free will. And then there's God's will. That individual accountability to be at the polls is what's important. It's not to do what the Democrats are doing, and that's throw God out of the out of the out of our process, out of our uh, government. Um, most of my mentors, uh, Christians, get involved in government. At the end of the day, that's what's going to make the difference. So these things that we're talking about that are illegal and unconstitutional need to come to a stop. But we got Republicans that can't stand up and say no and take the the time to inform voters or to ensure we have civics classes in our education process. And that's in our undergraduate programs, postgraduate programs in college. But more importantly, my first experience with politics was about 15 years old. When I'm still walking, I can't, I don't have a car. And as a Boy Scout, I'm working on my citizenship in the community. I go about two miles away from my home doing uh, tickets for uh, what we called Scoutorama back in the day. Convention centers would open up for us, and we'd bring in all those skill sets inside that convention center to include cooking and everything else. So you get to experience what a Boy Scout who's bringing basically the uh, great outdoors inside the convention center and you get to smell and see how we prepare the, the monkey bridges that we did, the, uh, the forts, uh, furniture, everything that we're just taking out of the environment with rope that we bring with us and build these things. And you get to come and see these events. So this one young couple that moved into a home uh, lived near a creek. 
and I got to know them, and they asked me questions and just made a memorable moment on me. Then about a year later, I saw them again, and I said, hello, how you doing? We're just talking and everything else, and I'm working on, again, at that time it was a scoutorama, but I was working on my citizenship in the community. So what are you doing at City Hall? Well, we had a problem, and we're trying to figure out what to do. Well, the city had reconstructed a lot of the waterways, and what that did was end up flooding their home. It wasn't a flood zone, and the insurance is saying, we're not going to cover it. And I said, well, isn't the city liable for this? Have you talked to your insurance company to go back to the city? Were you guys ever consulted or provided information that something was going to change, this water flow is going to change, and now that your property's in a flood zone, it was because of their planning or possible negligence of you know, not properly preparing those residents for what came about. That's that's where, and I got that from, again, my scout leaders that were teaching the merit badge and and uh, learning a lot from my mom and dad because they also went through eminent no, domain. One of the first ones in uh, Texas where the land was taken, a whole community was taken, over 100 families taken for a mall. Uh, you know, that, that decision to to say, well, constitutionally, you can do it for public good, good. Uh, uprooting those families for them all, uh, I have to say, was not for the public's good, and the tax return and so forth, uh, it just isn't there. Uh, we have one life to live, and, and God gave us that to, to do where we take care of each other and not to fill our wallet. Fortunately, as Americans, though, Lynn, if you still carry cash, you can still look at your bill, and it says, in God we trust. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. So certainly human agency is is an important facet of things. Um, you know, what you're talking about with the eminent domain and these people, this couple having to go in, you know, the perennial fight city hall for doing that. I mean, that obviously made an impression with you and property rights is a huge issue. It's something that kind of traditionally has been a a tenant of conservative values and things that we are, you know, we very much believe in strong property rights. 
And so is this something that you see that could, you know, possibly be an issue that emerges as Bell County is growing as it is? I mean, you know, already what you see down in Williamson County and down on the other side of Salado and Gerald and stuff, I mean, development is coming. And in our lifetimes, we're going to see, you know, I don't know that Temple will be a suburb of Austin, but it certainly is going to increasingly be getting attention and be um, be appealing to people who are trying to live in the Austin Metroplex, but are just being priced out of the market. So with that, you almost could see there could be a tension, a growing tension between property rights as governments, local governments, want to try and attract businesses. Yet at the same time, is that going to be done at the expense of property owners who want their property rights protected? Is that something you see in the role as a county chair that there may have to be some brokering and looking to find candidates that can can uh, encourage growth, because certainly growth isn't a bad thing, yet at the same time maintain that fine line of growth versus protecting Bell County residents' property rights. So there is a difference between myself and, and my opponent. I, belong, I believe in responsible growth, that, that biblical growth of our community, uh, partners, information, and, and that fairness of uh, what are the consequences to the actual individual who owns that property. Um, so the establishment is just the opposite of that, and it is exactly what you're talking about. It is exactly um, doing a lot of meetings behind closed doors and already having that done. So, unfortunately, um, it's already done here in Bell County. Uh, like I said about the home rule, uh, the last mayoral race was the first time that uh, the mayor put it on his, on his campaign cards that this is the mid-cities. Clean and Temple will develop Bell County into the next Dallas, Austin-type county. That's already in the planning. Uh, the only way that can be addressed is uh, the voters getting involved and changing those people out. Uh, that I've tried the legal route. I've tried going before the councils. I've tried asking for assistance of, you know, uh, you know, giving property owners a better option than what is going to happen when you actually go through eminent domain, which is your way, uh, the city's way, not not the property owners. Jeffrey, I want to ask you a tactical question as the Brandon, I'm sorry, uh, Biden administration has uh, been a series, I think we would all agree, of, of total disasters. And a lot of people who have been Democrats or who are in groups who have been identified as Democrats for generations are starting to question this. And down in the, in the Texas Valley, for example, we're now seeing a mass movement of Hispanic voters from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party. People are looking at their pocketbooks. Cars are 37% more expensive right now. Gasoline, close to twice as high as it was before Biden came into office. Do you see this as an opportunity locally in Bell County, and again, I would say almost especially in the Colleen area, to bring new voters in who are former Democrats who have said, Unfortunately, what the Democrats are doing is not working. We've got to try something else. So how can we take advantage of that? So, Luann, 
I'm hoping that everything that Lynn just laid out is what's going to bring the new voters in. But let's remember what it means to be in the Republic of Texas. Everyone's an independent voter until either you become a party member in a party position. Every two years, you have to establish which party you're with. And again, what is the purpose of those parties? The Republican Party has a platform. The Democrat Party has a platform. The Republican Party is very clear about where it wants to go and how to hold its candidates accountable. I'm asking that you look at the platform, you look at the candidates, and again, those individuals who like to associate themselves as a Democrat, that's fine. During the Reagan period, we had a lot of Democrats that came to the Republican Party. That's what Nancy Boston is, is famous for as part of that transition of bringing those, uh, the, the blue dogs and Reagan Democrats and, and so forth to the, the Republican Party because that machinery is there to protect something. And at the end of the day, what is the Republican Party protecting more than the Democrat Party? And that is our country, our constitution, our local communities. So I would ask you to get involved in the primaries. Uh, a lot of Democrats will cross over. Uh, I can see that a little bit in the election process, where we have a lot of Democrats in Bell County that do vote Republican outside of the primaries. That's, that's the time period in November. Also in your local elections, even though they're apolitical, the, that party comes together to get like-minded people into our local offices. So I'm asking Republicans to do the same thing. And when you're talking to each other, think Texan first, and then which primary is going to better our communities and our life together. So what you're talking about is, is a message of think Texan that you want to communicate to Republican voters or potential Republican voters. What do you envision that communication process looking like different under a Jeffrey Ware chair compared to what it's been over the last, you know, the last years? Well, that's, that's where those committees come in. Those committees of communication, those committees of taxation, those committees of legislation, uh, which is probably the most important one because a lot of people get frustrated how how do you have an election integrity that gets built over the past two years, and Bell County has been a big part of getting uh, what made the news, to, to have someone to commit a crime, and it should be a felony, and then get overridden to become a misdemeanor, and then take away the ability to even prosecute. So it doesn't matter if it's a felony or a misdemeanor anyways, but yet we go through that whole legislative process as citizens and question, how did this happen? As the party chair, that's one mechanism in the process to make sure that doesn't happen, to make sure that governor and that state representative and that state senator hold to what the county expects of them. That's very interesting concept. So let me me see if I can boil this down uh, to something that has bothered me for a long time. And and it's the whole idea of term limits. And there's two ways to look at this. There's the libertarian idea. Well, term limits are the people. People go in and vote them out. Don't need term limits. But there's the other way to look at it. And that is that as a senator, as a United States senator, 
which is a six-year term, or as a Texas senator, uh, and especially a representative, which is a two-year term. By the time Congressman so-and-so has been in office for four or five terms, he's no longer the same guy. He's in there. His number one issue is typically his own reelection at that point. So where do you stand on those issues? I mean, is it time for, let's take John Carter, for example, a guy who's been in office for a long, long, long time, even longer than he's represented Bell County. He's represented other parts of the state. Before that, he was a judge. I don't know whether he's ever had a job outside the private, the public sector. Uh, I get the point. I get the feeling that sometimes when you're in office, as long as the judge has, and I'm sure he's a very fine individual, but when you've been in office for that long, it's just really tough to identify with the common, ordinary people that get up and go to work from 8 to 5 every day. So what are your thoughts on term limits? I I like what you said about uh, the libertarian perspective. But let's let's turn that a little bit. Where does the libertarian get that? It gets it from the Constitution. And what did Ben Franklin say? You have a republic if you can keep it. It starts at the precinct chairs. Our precinct chairs haven't had the voice that um, normally they should have. That that some counties have. Again, it's a volunteer process. It takes uh, it takes a lot of time, and it takes some specific education to. Uh, to understand how you can impact uh, an individual that's been in office um, maybe too long, or maybe there's someone else that's sitting in the wings that's just waiting and waiting that would do a better job. Well, those precinct chairs have a lot to say in making that happen. That county chair is the one that makes that opportunity, and I will make that opportunity because, again, at the end of the day, if it's not already legislated, that you can run for so many terms and that the office that you're sitting in is for a certain period of time before you're up for election again, uh, then that puts it right back on us, the voters, to use that political neighborhood watch individual to keep them informed so they turn out to vote at the right time, but also to make sure your community neighborhood is getting that message to that candidate. So sometimes having an incumbent is a good thing and sometimes it's not. Will you encourage people that you help to run for office to be responsive to the voters, to have town hall meetings, either virtual or or, uh, in person, and at a time when people can attend instead of maybe Tuesday afternoon at 1 o'clock or something, uh, where people can actually come and have an open forum? I remember you mentioned the Tea Parties earlier. When we had the first big Tea Party movement, and the the batch of Republicans in Washington came home, they came home vowing to never come home ever again because they didn't like hearing from the people. They didn't want to hear it. And sometimes I think my my representatives don't want to hear what I say. And I'm I'm a strict constructionist on the Constitution. I believe in pro life. I believe in the in the private enterprise system, capitalism. I believe in America first, all the way, always have. I believe in borders. And when these politicians stray from that, then they don't want to meet with their constituents because they just don't want to hear it. So what about a more open elector, electorate isn't the right word, a, a, uh, representatives, more open representatives who come down and listen to what we the people have to say? So uh, 
Representative John Carter and uh, Representative Hugh Shine and Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Many in our community all know me personally, and I've had personal conversations with them. And they may not be happy that I'm running for the county chair because I feel exactly the same way. After 20-something years in the service and having the opportunity to retire, I stayed for another three years and went to the desert to reciprocate what happened to us in 9-11. I take that very personal. After that, again, I still work for the government, still dealing with those characters today. Uh, guys that I mentor are the ones that went back to Afghanistan to bring back not only our counterparts that deserve protection, but our own U.S. citizens that our government left there. I take that very personal. I take that very personal when our representatives don't want to hear me talk about that and aren't doing their job to stop things from like that happening. Or when they do happen, to get the right people and hold them accountable. We still haven't hold our general officers accountable for that incident. And we've got our Texas border, which shouldn't just be Texans defending that border. It should be our government. But we shouldn't even be at this point. Why are we at this point? That's why these guys know me, because I said, I said over six years ago, why don't we have the National Guard under Texas authority protecting our border? Yes, the federal government's got the federal land, but once you cross that line and you get off the interstate, guess who you belong to? Texans. Texas voters need to put Texans in office. Kind of going back, talking about the the precinct, the precinct um, chairs. There's been certainly a couple of things have spawned interest in in government recently. One of them would be COVID. Parents are seeing what's happening and they're, you know, at home when their kids are at home and they're doing virtual learning. All of a sudden they've had an eye opening experience of just what is in some of this curriculum. At the same time, we had the election of 2020. Many of us do not believe that the outcome as is standing right now was truly the correct outcome. And so that's caused a lot of concern. I know some of the media that I watch, um, a guy named Dan Schultz out of Arizona is is um, 
on regularly. He has a, a website, precinctstrategy.com, where he has is out helping to mobilize people that want to be the grassroots, that want to get involved at the precinct level. And the point is, in order to take back the Republican Party, return it to a more a place more that many of us think it should be and that perhaps it's strayed, that starts at the most local of levels, and that your precinct your precinct people, it's almost kind of like that's where your farm team starts, the farm team for future political activity, perhaps future candidates. Are you seeing here, because I you know, know you do have a lot of finger in a lot of different areas in the county, are you seeing more activity with people coming forward that haven't been involved in the political system, but what they've seen in the last year, two years, is motivating them to get involved with the process? Sometimes it's to my detriment, but I'm a very candid and forward individual. And I, I'm that way with everyone, even even if it's to my demise, um, like in this campaign. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you straight up that, yes, seven months ago, before Nancy Boston announced her retirement, which was after she established who she wanted to replace her, which was not me, um, that... The importance of getting involved and that you have a chance of making a difference. Sometimes it just takes one person stirring the pot, and I'm definitely stirring the pot, uh, brings people forward. I'm seeing it in our school boards, the individuals that are putting their names in right now who never would have put their name into the school board if they didn't think somebody else was out there understanding their pain but actually being able to not just hear it but have you thought about this. You're doing a great job. I'm running for the school board. I'm the one parent that shows up at the uh, my school board consistently. I wish you other parents would come and join me. But, I, you know, what's important to you? I'm asking for your vote because I know, just like everyone else, I'd rather be out there with my horses, my rescue horses, working the land that I thought was going to be going on to my girls being a part of my community to just communicate in a much more friendlier way than we are in today's world. And going back again to my experience, I know what happens when the ballot fails and we go to the bullet. That's been part of my job in the military is to go into these regions and bring them back to the ballot, to go away from the bullet for making decisions. Our cities that we have problems with in, uh, in the state of Texas, the same places where we have ethics problems with elections, geez, how many shootings are they having a day? How much crime have they go on, have going on? How close is Bell County to that? Just this past week, we had two SWAT operations within an hour of each other, one in Temple and one in Colleen. How many people realize we have nearly a shooting daily throughout the county right now, and these mid-cities that are the growth and future of Texas to be the next Dallas-Austin. We have to stand up, support our law enforcement, hold our officials accountable, but more importantly, come together as neighborhoods, and those neighborhoods come together to what we call precinct chairs. And that's where the information flow and the accountability begins. And as the party chair, I will give them that room and that ability to bring that voice forward, to write that legislation, and hold our candidates accountable when they come to town. 
Lynn, you have one more question as we get to where we wrap this up. I do. I have one more question, and I, I just thought of this just when I stopped at a stoplight in Austin the other day, and I look in front of me, and there's a car with a California license plate. Then I come down to Temple, and just driving home, going up Taylor's Valley Road, because I live in the Canyon Creek area, there's rooftops everywhere, and some of those roofs don't have shingles on them yet. And there's lot, lots being cleared off all over this area that are about to be loaded with more rooftops. Do you see if it they as can a get shingles? Yes, yes, and maybe we should get some kind of a of a vaccine against shingles. But anyway, um, I mean the kind that are on rooftops. Do you see it as a challenge having people move into Bell County from places like California that typically vote very liberal? Do you think they're coming here because they want a difference in politics? Are they trying to escape where they are? But bringing the politics here. How how do you address that challenge? Well, it's the reality. So the perception is um, just like, like you're saying. Fortunately, I've met quite a few people who actually left those states because they see it as exactly a failed state. And they're probably the most motivated campaign team members that I have right now. That's because, good to hear. Because, they're, because they want to hold on to what Texas has because just the short time they've been here, despite the fact that, uh, holy cow, this place is hot. It's not hot yet. This is our rainy season for this past couple of years. And then Central Texas, I grew up in North Texas, has got all this ice and frost and all that kind of stuff, and it's, well, it's only for a few days come to North Texas. It's a little longer up there. But those guys out of California from the beaches and everything else, they're, yes, they've said I'm in shock. But it you can get through it. Despite the fact that we had some liberals in office and in bureaucratic positions that cut our electricity off last time around, which should have never happened, uh, when you buy into these uh, neighborhoods, I'm not a big uh, HOA fan for a reason. And a lot of our areas that lost power were HOAs. How are they built into power grid and all this kind of stuff? Well, you think when you buy a piece of property, you don't have to ask all these questions and know, oh, by the way, if I'm in an HOA, doesn't that mean somebody else has the responsibility of making sure I have power? No. If you live in an HOA, you're paying fees. It's a taxing authority. And if you don't hold them accountable, they're not going to hold the city and the state accountable to make sure you have electricity. Might want to check and see if your HOA members even live in your HOA. So I welcome people from out of state because, uh, like my family, we originally came out of state before it was a state to settle this country as cattlemen and, and, and uh, agricultural. Uh, my grandparents said they picked cotton back when they were kids. And my great-grandfather ran cattle to Kansas City, my grandfather to Fort Worth, and that wasn't in a, a nice truck with a nice seat with heat. Definitely a far harder way of life than many of us have today. As we're closing this out, Jeffrey, I want you to just, you know, take one last opportunity to tell voters what you want for them to know about your candidacy and also tell us how uh, we can learn more, what your social media coordinates, website, anything like that. Well, my best social media, I go backwards on the questions again, is you the listener. That's my best social media. 
Facebook and all these other things, again, local elections, I'm not impressed with them. Again, I believe in limiting my information that the government has control over because they're just going to use it over you. Uh, that's exactly what's going on with this mandate. Uh, for instance, uh, real quick with the little bit of time we have left, it went from just reporting numbers of who's refusing, who hasn't taken a shot, who's taken one shot, what mandate are they doing, and all that kind of stuff. Now it's a name-by-name list that DOD is providing to the federal government, to the uh, Let's Go Brandon team. Talking about bringing it down to the personal level. That's how this campaign is run. That's how this campaign is going to be won. And that's how our future of Bell County is going to succeed, is individuals talking to each other. Get out of the virtual world. You mentioned earlier about schools and and the masking and everything else. I was one of the first parents down there in my school district and supporting others when the unmasking team came out and said, no, and again, prayer. Prayer is what's going to, I put it in the Lord's hands. If you want to see my social media, open up the Bible and see why our Constitution is what it is. Understand the books, the old and the new, and what Jesus Christ sacrificed for us for. That's, that's our future, that's our community, and that's what I'm all about. All right, Jeffrey Ware, and thank you very much. And uh, Luann, again, when is the election? The election is on Tuesday, March 1st, and early voting will start a week from Monday. That's going to be Monday, February 14th. So we certainly encourage people to learn more about the candidates uh, for this race and others and plan to get out there and vote. Meanwhile, thank you, Jeffrey, for coming and spending some time with us today. Lynn, it's always fun All hanging right. with you. On behalf of Political Pursuits and Planet Logic, uh, be logical, take a stand for this great country. God bless America. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. <laughs> New on Curiosity Stream. How do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series Connections returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections with monthly annual and bundled plans. Find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com.